Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Maiden A to Z, innit? Hello and welcome back to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric and with me is my co-host Jonathan. And all three guests from last week, Greg, Henrik, Ben. Hello. Hello. Indeed. Picking up where we left off, sort of. If I have another couple more beers, it might be Tropey Love Pop showing up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have a big song in again. Huge one. This is, this is, this is a song that is funny because uh, when I've sort of been t- talking to p- other people about, you know, coming on the show... One of the most requested songs to come on is this one. Why are we uh, doing that? Can I plant a flag and say, can I do Stranger in a Strange Land? Sure. If you haven't got a massive sure. list. You got it. I've got, to be on, I've got to be on that. I'll add you that right now. Oh, oh man. Cool. On the list. So, not that far away in era from Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, where you find this track. It's called Infinite Dreams. Second track, Pure Harris. Do I throw in a contention right off the bat, or do we wait till we get into a little you bit? You do it. You do it. I, I feel like, uh, and I don't know, I have an assumption on this one, and mm-hmm. obviously it can't be verified really by anyone um, that we know, at least. I feel like just given the, the nature of the, the verse, uh, depending on who's playing it, I feel like maybe, and I'm going to assume just because of the amount of credits he has, I feel like maybe Adrian missed out on a credit on this one. It's a bit Hendrixy, the verse. I love that. Yeah. The chord work there. There is some Stevie Ray Vaughan, Hendrixy yeah, kind of yeah. stuff going on, and I feel like there, there's enough of that in there to, to supplement maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit of a songwriting credit. I'm going to assume it's Adrian and not Murray, but I, I feel like Maybe Adrian could have, because there's some tasty mm. shit going on yep. in that verse. This this song is so unique, especially in the era and the album specifically. It's such a unique song. I remember thinking it was a it was it was a totally new type of Iron Maiden song. I wasn't sure I liked it the first time I heard the intro and the bits because it was right. so different. But it's yeah, a grower it yeah. because it's that, mm. get the, almost like a relaxed mm. verse, you know. Yeah, mm. and it's oh, you're 100. Yeah, and I mean right. that's the thing, and the. The relaxedness of it is sort of like growing with the guitar fills and stuff going on, and then you sort of get to the heavy distortion. And it's, I think, it's really well crafted. The song builds; it yeah. builds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great! But yeah, I feel like I always felt like maybe Adrian. Again, I'm, I'm assuming that that's him doing the Hendrixy Stevie Ray Vaughan bits in the verse. Yeah, we can um, check that out in a bit, but I would say eh. that, I guess, n- traditionally that falls into performance rather than songwriting. But yeah. I get what you mean. It mm. brings a lot. <sighs> yeah. Harris would have the root notes, singing melody, and the lyrics, but he wouldn't have all those flavors, no. It all depends on how you hoard your credits. If you yeah. just build the structure, if, you just, if, you, if you're of the mindset of, oh, I built the, the frame of the house, and so therefore anything that happens within it Regardless of who designs it, it's mine. You know, mm. um, if that's how they look at it, then that's fine or whatever. But I just feel like there's too much provided there in that little area to just be. I don't know. I would feel like not give him not give him ten percent. You know. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. there's something contributed there that really added to the the overall feel of the song, and that ain't com- and that ain't coming from Steve mm. Harris. I would chime in with Henrik too. Yeah, on that first listen, it wasn't that easy to get into it. Same. I remember this is one of those records that I bought, you know, the day it came out, the guy at the record, the import record shop would ring me and say, it's here. And then I just bolt down <laughs> after after school and then directly, you know, and it's like, like the bat, like the bat phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 
it's here. Sunny Victoria, Australia. A young Ben biking. You know, it's just, it's just that's that's a, that's a beautiful image. Yeah, well, and I, I used to do paper round, so I had the crate, like the milk crate, yeah. on the front of my bike. Fit the record in. That's so wholesome. <laughs> it is. Yeah, very. Yeah, totally. When he would ring, I'd be so he'd say, "It's here, it's here," and oh, have you got one for me? You know. Oh, I get down here. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 because it was after school and he oh shut God. at five, and I I had to race. You know, it was like a five kilometer ride to his the shop. It's like yeah. go, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but but putting it on it, and I can remember that kind of first reaction listening to it, and it's like yeah, it's, it's all right, you know, like that's all right, mm. and you're kind of hoping it would be just be you know be a being blown away by i mean i was 14 i think when this came out the so. structure is is symphonic too which doesn't help on a first listen no it becomes that you know the, the verse is a total departure from really anything yeah. i mean that's why it's it's such a special song mm-hmm. mm. yeah. and that hendrixy thing is trying to do something creative with the standard sort of harris core progression yes he's like how can i make this just more interesting than than what we've done for the last five records. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I'm inclined to think it's an Adrian thing because I, I couldn't see, like Dave Murray, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to not step out of line, but I feel like he'll he'll play it more closer to the, the law of the land, I guess. We'll say, whereas Adrian, well, again, he, he quit the band because he didn't like the tempos of the, their yeah. live set. You know? <laughs> so it's like he's got a little yeah. bit of that wild hair up his ass and saying, well, if I don't like way shit's going i will just absolutely fucking bail on this so i i feel like adrian is the one who will find a way to tastefully kind of step out of the marching order you know what i'm saying let's uh, let's have a look because now i'm intrigued uh, from made in england 88 because i know how they are panned on that one so let, let's see who plays yeah. it because mm-hmm. uh, it should yeah i mean on, on strength of your arguments it should be adrian yeah yeah i, th- I would mm. think so i think so too yeah that's nico very astute and this intro lead normally Dave would do those this is Adrian Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then Dave comes in too right Ah. Mm -hmm. great playing great playing relaxed this was a new maiden song this this part would go for like another three minutes yep yeah (laughs) okay let's listen Dave is doing the pull-ups. It's Dave. Because he's in the left speaker. Yep, Dave is doing the Jimi Hendrix stuff. He's doing really? the yeah, yeah. Well, there goes that last 15 minutes. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been easy. That could, that could, that could be the fucking chop it out. Chop it out. But it's out of his normal element. It's beautifully played. All the double stops. Put that in the pile along with about a hundred other things of times Greg missed the mark. But you didn't miss the mark, you see. <laughs> you didn't miss the mark because you, you actually focused on how, how, that, how great that is and how it's really something Adrian would normally do. Yeah. Here we see yeah, Dave. I definitely yeah. assume it was him. Yeah. So. I, think, I think Adrian taught Dave. That's probably what it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think Adrian should get a credit by proxy of teaching Dave how to do that stuff 10 years before that. But I mean, just to sort of make your argument valid, is that this is something Dave hasn't really... Was not valid before. No, he, he said he wasn't. I'm still saying it is. You know, I'm arguing I'm kidding, that point. I'm kidding. Thanks, dude. He's not as often inclined to want to do something different as Adrian is. But mm-hmm, at yeah. this particular time, he found this. Mm-hmm. You know? He nailed it. Yeah. Then uh, Dave Murray, he, 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 I, I think I would have... Again, I'm not Steve Harris, but I feel like he he contributed something to the song that would have warranted you know a credit. Mm-hmm. When I first heard this, um, I recall this also took me a little while to get into. But the one thing I did sort of dig immediately were, were the guitars we're talking about right now. Really uh, got got me. Uh, that, that was way before I was you know knew enough to speculate who was playing what and who was doing anything. But it's it's, it's, it's that's a cool little and speculate wrongly. 
Okay, we fucking get it, man. I was wrong. I bet bet you, man. I bet you. I followed you straight (laughs) up. Straight up. I was listening to the song. Like, yeah, I look forward to in twenty years speculating incorrectly on something called uh, meats. Hey, listen. I I thought it was the silence of the rocks for two decades. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely open to being incorrect on Maiden for sure. Let's see here what we have here. Only guitars. Oh, here we go. Oh. That's nice. trading off ideas beautiful stratocaster sound too i have to say yes beautiful sound typical pressed <sighs> and this sound is great too massive yeah sort of is this straight off the album i have to listen to this like basically i, I say this everywhere uh 80 to 88 this band it's it, if you touch it you burn your hand I just checked the uh, the live the live video footage of, of the okay. infantry and it's Dave doing the fiddling the the fiddly stuff in yeah. between so yeah yeah but on the album it sounded a little bit uh, more shared maybe they rearranged it slightly whoever Possibly, came up with it we don't know yeah. but mm. could have been David definitely is doing that nicest lick of them all as a short diversion, I met a customer of mine in a guitar shop I used to work at. He came in, this guy was English, and we were talking about, and I'm like, oh, did you ever see Iron Maiden? You know, like, yeah, because that's typical me. And, um, And he's like, he goes, you know, I know, like, I knew Dave Murray back in the day, and he said he's a, an amazing blues guitar player. Yep. Like that. That was what he said. He's. he's he said you don't. You never. You kind of never hear it in their stuff. But he said he can play the blues unbelievably. I so, believe it because I think all those guys that, were into Stevie like Stevie Ray Paul, stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think they were also in. They they kind of got weaned on like the uh, the old, yeah, you know, free stuff with like Paul Kossov and stuff yeah, like that. So like, I think it's probably where a lot of that comes from. Jimmy Page, obviously, you know. Just a lot of that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More isolated tracks coming in here. This is a groove. Good drum sound. Big time rhythm section vibes Mm -hmm. right here. True rhythm section. This is probably what what he wrote, you know, without all those flares. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's still yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And a bit atypical of his rhythmic phrasing too. It is. It's yeah. laid back. But then fast fills. Yeah, not put, not, yeah. not pushing. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. And how Nico intensifies here? Yeah. Going to the right, the bass is the same, but he, Nico plays along with the distorted guitars coming in now. Mm. This is um, yeah. this is the greatest band in the world, probably at this yep. point. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting like you know, you it, can tell it's a great song with isolated tracks are giving a good. Yeah. Right. Right. It's been mentioned in interviews and stuff that they. When they were recording it, they had Nico was going too too hard on the drums. They wanted him to keep it back a bit, and I think it's that's what serves the song perfectly. That he's actually mm. being a bit more groovy at the beginning because then he can kick in when the guitars come and it can build from that. And it's really interesting that Nico would have been the one to do all the 
very heavy stuff because I mean he's a lot of the stuff he did before Maiden was funk playing, you know. So it's yep. it's I mean he has it in him, but I'm I'm not sure if he sort of like maybe he had to be reminded, you know. Yeah, be be reminded and sort of like forgot put that away in a box somewhere because he's playing metal in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah, incredible verse. Does it ever reoccur? It doesn't, right? This mm. this arrangement. No, of the not, not of once they, the, once they get out of that part. No, nah, never comes. Not back. with the same melody. Occur. I mean, the chords come back after the at the end, but I mean, it's a different yeah. melody. So, but not but, in that, not in the subdued manner. No, no, yeah. no. So when I hear this song now, it's great because I'm no, I know I'll be rewarded so early on with this mm-hmm. incredible verse that you know we listen to the ISO tracks and they just sound amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. It's tough to hear this stuff and just be like, and, and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I think as, as a kid, the reason it was a little bit hard to get into as well is that it has a lot of musical theater vibe to it, you know. It does. Especially mm-hmm. as you get into that yeah. long as, you know, even though it's down, 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 when it's yeah. night, and then yeah. it changes key. That's very, like, he's trying to get the musical story across. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really seems like he's trying to go somewhere uh, with, with mm-hmm. the song dramatically. And yeah. as a kid, you know, maybe I wanted a little bit more verse, chorus, and uh, action type stuff, yeah. you know. Immediacy. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Eric, on that? Well, I mean, um, it's it's not a rocker, right? It's not far from a rocker. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. And that's that's probably also what confused me about it back when I first heard it when I was you know as a kid there because it's it's sort of bookended by these two, you know, more more sort of straightforward kind of rockers, especially when it, you know so uh, because um, in the in the same way that I wasn't like didn't necessarily get uh, last time we we when we did. Um, you know, Ghost Navigator. I didn't necessarily get that one either at first because it was very different from the sort of, you know, it was it was following a sort of a more straightforward rocker, which was more my sort of speed when I was in that age. In, in fact, it's only in like it, it took me a while before I really, really, really started to dig this one properly and give it as a proper do. I mean, maybe like in the last like, well, I, I my time, my perspective of time is kind of weird. It might be like in the last like ten years. It sort of became one of my possibly one of my top ten favorites. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's up there for me too. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it is. It's it's and you know we've often me and Henrik have also often talked about how we we don't understand why they haven't why they don't bust this one out live at mm. some point because it's such a great song. Yeah, yeah. favorite too, um, at least among fans. You know, definitely a fan favorite type yeah. track. Yeah, we got the vocal coming up for you, Ben. Bring it on. Infinite dreams, I can't deny them. Infinity is hard to comprehend I couldn't hear those screams Even in my wildest dreams Suffocation waking in a sweat Scared to fall asleep again In case the dream begins again Jason and cannot move Standing rigid A nightmare statue What a dream Where will it end And will I transcend Breaking it down Interesting because some people have said That Bruce's voice sound a bit tired On this album It does Uh, I was just about to say This is the start of Later era, but I think, but I feel like here, in a way, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a wearing, it's still, it's awesome. a wearing on his voice yeah. that maintains character. Like it's almost like it fits the vibe of this song. Like because yep. of the verse and the sleep way it deprived. is, he's yeah, sleep deprived. Sleep, oh, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> of all those, I, I dreams, wish I could know, sing yeah. like that when I was sleep deprived <laughs> or like that at all. But uh, like, like given the the nature of the verse like i feel like it gives it that earthiness and i know that's a word i probably use too much it's that that earthiness like it just like considering the album it's on and the era and they were in that to that more like of the times yeah. vibe they're using synthesizers and 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 all that shit and to have a, a a song like this which is really sonically totally if if like can i play with madness is overblown this is like underblown, mm. you know, and then mm. to have to have yeah, that wear yeah. on his voice in a, you know, in this song like this, considering it keeps it grand, I, think, I feel like it, it behooves the song, you know, yeah. if he was yeah. coming in like, you know, Bruce Dickinson, 82 and, you know, in total eclipse, the God of the day, 
guys? Like if he was coming in like that and he was like just coming in over top, maybe it wouldn't right. hit the mm-hmm. same. But I feel like this is maybe the start of him maybe coming in underneath a little bit, you know, like Ben was saying, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. I mm-hmm. think that that it's makes a, it a huge a, difference, a ginormous difference. Yep, yep. You know? There's a tone there that you can hear the, this kind of like more grain grit in yes. his tone. And you can kind of hear the hole, like the holes in the. It's like he's. I can almost like not hear nodes in his mm-hmm. voice, but he's got more grit in it, and he doesn't have that real pure, clean bell yeah. sound that he had earlier yep. on, which is, which had a really hard yeah. attack on it. That attack yeah. is, mm. is slightly dulled yeah. off. It's slightly more pitchy here. A little bit more pitchy. I yeah. would say yeah. that the way he comes mm. into this verse sounds great, along with the tra- uh, with the music. But if you look at something like we listen to Flight of Icarus, that sounds uh, way better, I think, isolated. But we're not going to listen to our Maiden isolated unless you're doing a podcast <laughs> or you know, you're deeply into them. Mm. What counts is the result. And in the result, that tone sounds great. But it's sort of yeah. almost uncomfortable for him, it sounds like, when you listen to it uh, solo, like, uh, Yes, yes. Uh, it's not as clean. <laughs> it's not as pitch clean as he usually is. But it's it more human. Anyway, it's so. more humanized. Uh, yeah, mm. and I like the the consonants yeah. are great. Oh, he nails he nails the s's in that little yeah. sentence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. works he, great. And I noticed even listening to the the production of it, he's his voice is mixed back. Like it is a bit. Yeah. Like, mm. like I listened to it just before I listened to it just before we started, and I was like, man, he's he's actually just right. It's it's just under, and he's got a lot of. Del- I mean, and this is what. Getting back to the production thing, heaps of delay, heaps of reverb, and his voice is tucked down just a little bit. So there you go. Yeah. Like All even true. someone like Birch, Birch would might be like, well, maybe he doesn't he doesn't sit so far forward now. You know, like, yeah. There's one more thing mm. that is important vocally that I'm gonna go ahead and play. I think I know what it is. Love that. It's awesome. One more time. It's awesome. It just sounds so weird over your microphone with all the compression going on. <laughs> it sounds like someone is getting the skin peeled off of their back. Yeah. Yeah, it totally would fit uh, black metal. Oh, you know, that's, but it sounds so, it's so raw. It's, oh, that sounds so great. That's perfect. Wouldn't it be wonderful if this was one of the screams that he was attempting for Number, Number of the Beast when they recorded yeah. it? Yeah, and they saved <laughs> and it and just slice it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got one of your reject takes, one of your 14 reject takes or whatever, and just flew yeah. it in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. It sings that over a sort of major key part too, right? The part itself is not overly evil. Or at least the part coming no. in, he's coming yeah, in. They from, think, that, they yeah, they had that yeah, like, right, uh, yeah. Irish jig part in the song that's, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and the beginning of the yeah. jigs. <laughs> yeah. Should we do a bit of uh, a bit of solos perhaps maybe? Of course. Yeah, th- this is a cool part too. Yeah. Middle <laughs> person there. Yeah. This is great. To me, this signifies the seven sun sound. Yes. 
I'm totally with you, yeah. Yeah, this is the Seventh Son mode. Yeah. But did I miss the solos? I played it too late. No, they're, 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 they're coming up. Yeah. Okay. Nico is on fire here. Yes, he is. With the shyness and stuff. This is dark, kind of evil. Mm. The song is only like six and a half minutes too, isn't it? Only yeah. six oh nine. Not actually. even. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> this would be another twenty-minute song today. Yeah. yeah. So this is one one of the only reoccurring bits, I think, that they do this at the tail end of the song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the chords are, but it's a totally different melody, isn't it, from mm. the beginning? Yeah. Almost a uh, ancient mariner kind of de- decline there. Descent. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. The synthesizer sound. That sounds like you're playing the wind Windows theme. Yeah. <laughs> Very 80s. <laughs> Audio. Yeah. Did someone 80s. just turn their computer on? Charming. Yeah. <laughs> it's charmingly, charmingly, I guess, uh, charmingly simple or charmingly. That's great, though. Not it does, not and the doesn't, need not to be, doesn't need to be a ton of shit. Just, no. just right no. there. It just needs to be what it is. Doesn't need to be overblown. Right there. Yeah. Yep. And then some bigger, yeah. bigger chords here. You know, very VHS. Uh, I'm thinking about VHS popping in a tape. Yeah, over here be the FBI warning to tell you not to pirate it. Yeah, FBI warning. <laughs> you know, those '80s low-budget movies—they yeah. might have soundtrack sounding entirely like this. Mm. Nice. Michael Kenny, I think, played on this yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Tis delightful. Yeah. I mean, for me, coming in from uh, video game music, I, I like that yeah. kind of stuff, you know. Rubs me the right way. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, uh, lyrically, we could do a little bit, I guess, before Greg has to leave. I'd like to hear some of your points on, on the lyrics and the lyrical matter of this track. I've never really paid the lyrics that much attention. Yeah. I tried to <laughs> I when I realized thing. that this was supposed to be a, that this was supposed to be a concept album. I sort of tried to get into the lyrics, but, uh, but allegedly this song is not included at all. In, in the story is all jumbled even, up. Even Harry said, yeah, yeah. Harry himself said that it has nothing to do with it. Uh, but I, I was thinking, Greg, before your kids get really animated, I'd like to hear some of your voice. But maybe no, yeah, you sure. disagree with Henrik. Honestly, Henry, no, I, I kind of agree with Henrik. I never really, well, it's, uh, and not that I didn't pay attention to the lyrics, but I think that this is a song where, you know, maybe the delivery is so good that you can just get lost in that and not yeah. really have to pay attention to what he's actually saying. I mean, he could be ordering like burgers and stuff. And like, if, as long as it sounds like Infinite that, it, would, it wouldn't, yeah, mm. it would totally wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice he could be saying anything. And it's just, it's all delivered so well that it's just like, this is just like, you know, it's, it's a masterwork, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, do I know every word? No, but I could definitely identify some of the lyrics, but, and, and I'm sure and they definitely fit the vibe of the record, you know, but yeah. like that's the delivery is really as or probably more important here. And Dickinson, I mean, he just 
I mean, it's a it's a ten. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm, yeah. nails it. Yeah. Nails. That is also that is very weird because, like, for this kind of song, which is is uh, that I very much enjoy. Generally speaking, I probably would have you know got deep dive into lyrics a little bit in my own, but I also did not do that for some reason. I just never really paid attention to them, which is very strange because usually if it's something I really like, I will definitely do that. It's one of those songs mm. where there's so much going on that's interesting that really I think that if you were to pay too much attention to one thing, you could conceivably miss something else that's mm. awesome that's happening at the same exact time. So it's like coinciding awesomeness really at every aspect of this song. I mean, there's so much yeah, cool yeah. shit going on and it's just like it's a it's a it, you know what it is? I mean, it's it's a painting. Really, you just kind of stand back and you look at it for what it is. And then if, after you really establish what it is in full, obviously what we're doing is we're breaking it down and kind of yeah. deconstructing it, which you could obviously do. But I feel like it's such mm. a perfect picture that it's just like you could just kind of stand back and look mm. at it and just be like. And, and they projected it well live, I would say, too. They, were really, they really managed to do it, which makes it even more sad that they never did again after that tour. I think yeah. I don't know if this is mm. a, I don't know if this is a song that would really I don't well I don't know how it would transfer live. It doesn't sound like it should work live. Mm. It sounds like a song that shouldn't work live. Yeah. But I think it's one of the better uh, songs on Made in England. It, I think it yeah, actually absolutely. works quite well on yeah. that mm. on that record. Whereas other songs uh, like the title track, for example, maybe right. is not as nice as it's now when they played. Now it's better. They pulled it down in tempo. That's true. Mm. It's way long now. Actually, when they play that, it's over a minute longer than the album mm-hmm. version because mm. I, I think it's a cue in the middle. Yeah. Anyway, it's not the song we're on. Right. Uh, I want to let Henrik back in. You had something on your mind, lyrically, I think. Uh, did I? Yeah, but I, you mentioned something about it not being connected to the concept, and I was just looking through my archives, and Bruce has mentioned that it's sort of connected, and it's sung in the person of the seventh son and the seventh son who's getting all these weird dreams. So I guess that sort of brings mm-hmm. it into the concept, but it doesn't mention anything else. So um, We all know Harry's right, that he, he has, he's like suffering from these dreams always has been and he writes a lot of autobiographical stuff mm, on the topic. That's what I was going to say it's it's standard standard Harris tropes. Yeah. Like like that's like number 3 on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is it is yeah. but uh, it, but with this music Ben you know along with this music it 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 kind of strengthens the the message of the song mm. and he asks yeah, these yeah. big questions but sort of in a childlike manner. It's hard mm. to comprehend. You know, infinity it's it's too infinite. Which you know, it makes the song like the perspective of a uh, someone that is uh, thinking and sort of uh, wondering about things. You know, yeah. not not uh, not sure. And I mean, that could work with him being the moonchild first, and now like, maybe coming a bit of age and 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 really like it works from the protagonist being twelve years old. It works, yeah. you know, mm. in a in a good way. I agree. And what can you say lyrically about it more? Uh, tropes we've said and uh, a bit of that naive touch with the big questions. Uh, I think also he has a good um, rhythm to it, you know, which is important with lyrics. Mm. I think, uh, and Harris doesn't always do that, right? He does not. I just want to pick up something before Greg goes. We didn't uh, talk about the list with the previous two songs. Oh yeah, let's just. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Innocent is on. Innocent is on. Yeah, I live my way is off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we can guess what's happened to this one. I would. It's gonna be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Infinite on. Dreams. That's that's got to make the list. Mm. Do you have yeah. a count as far as how many songs are on the list? Yeah, right I'll now? check it right now. Actually, yeah. uh, let, let I, me see. Too I'll many. Be right of back. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Let me see here if I can find this fucking thing. Uh, essentially, we're already getting to yes. All right. So uh, currently, there are. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! It doesn't say. Uh, I remember last time I checked, it was like fucking thirty-eight or something at this point. So it, it, we're we're getting to a point where. Problems I didn't think we'd have to deal with for a while, or it was going to be something. That, but what we're going to do is going to ignore that till the end. That'll be a problem for. Yeah. So we still yeah. don't have to. Yeah. We knew it was going to be like a yeah, hundred yeah, songs fine. on it anyway. Right, right. Of course. Yeah, especially since we have that rule that uh, Ben called the uh, shit. Uh, shit <laughs> yeah. What a I mean, shit list. We all know. Uh, where it's just one guy wants it on. It's, it's, it's on, Mr. You know, Webster. Yeah. For, Mr. For Webster shit called into question now. the integrity of the listing process last time. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'd say that's fair. So. Uh, it's fair point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I, but I, really, I really like it. I really like it. <laughs> we all know by yeah. now, right? Uh, did we miss any part of the song, music-wise? Uh, we, we didn't talk that much about the, the bigger parts, but they are sort of self-explanatory, oh, yeah. you know. Even though I... Dum, dum, ding, dum, and a bit nursery rhyme yeah. Yeah. thing going there. Yeah, a little bit. Which somehow works and makes that kind of musical theater vibe come through, I think. A little bit. That is so much about a clear depiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a classic. Ten out of ten. Yeah. 
I think Ben might be the mildest on loving this track. Do you have any criticism? Me? Uh, no. I, yeah. I, I would say Seven Sun was the record where I really started to think um, getting it and not being super blown away like at, at that age because Keeper of the Seven, like without going back to Halloween, but as a 14-year-old, yep. hearing that, that record and then hearing this, there's a lot of fire on that record, and I reckon I can hear the fire starting to dim on this record. I could see how if you got both those records uh, simultaneously, or at least in the same period, how it could seem like one is gathering steam and one is losing steam. Is, yeah. I could see that. It's, but I think in yeah, hindsight... Yeah. Yeah. They're both great, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That, you know, that, that thing of, I always think of energy and intention when I listen to, like, what's what makes rock or metal, whatever, really can really compelling. And when people talk about grid and pro tools and cutting up and all that stuff, a lot of that can get rid of that human intention that's on there because yeah. it does just ro- make it a robot. But even when a band is, that made and sound pretty comfortable on this record, where, you know, and so they're just executing, whereas Halloween are like, you know, we've got yeah. to prove ourselves here. I think there's basically a taste difference for mm. you, you and me because I tend to like when the band sounds more comfortable right. but mm. has some of the fire left and you go for more of a super pure energy, which, yeah, I do you know, like it is end. more on, on Keeper. I don't like Keeper for several reasons that we can't bring up now, <laughs> but uh, I still completely get what, I mean, I, mean, I still completely yeah, get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, the, the the energy for sure. You know, uh, I guess it's too much energy for my for yeah, my yeah, taste. Yeah, that's right. I, can, yeah, I, can I, see that. I think a lot of people. Top, yeah. I think a lot of people are turned off by the over buoyancy of the classic Halloween sound. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one thing is that when they switch from full time to normal time, like all over the place, yeah. constantly, that sounds very energetic, but it also sounds fucking ugly <laughs> to me. <laughs> you know, to me, <laughs> that's just the thing. <laughs> The double kicks. Yeah, but I can totally agree. I can totally agree with what you, you said, Ben, about the Halloween. I mean, the going up, going down thing. Because I remember thinking that when I heard, I mean, I I had heard the keeper keeper one, and then I heard seven sun. So it was sort of, it's 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 definitely in the same area. But one of them is sort of like very interesting, and the other one is, I guess I have to mention that I when I got uh, somewhere in time when it was released that was the first album that i felt that mm, didn't it, really match my yeah, image yeah, of Iron yeah, Maiden. Uh, uh, many yeah, did yeah. many did yeah yeah so i was already already had that seed in my mind when seven something henrik came out. how old are you oh uh, you shouldn't ask that to a lady 47 <laughs> uh, 47 yeah 47 mm. yeah, oh my same god age. holy shit yeah, same mm. age yeah oh, i look older than you do <laughs> <laughs> summer, in to- yeah, summer in time was the same. Like, yeah, you could yeah. hear mm. this. It, it, it sort of paved the way, right? In many mm. aspects. Yeah. To go into this. I think so. Summer yeah. in time is now one of my sort of favorite records. Yeah. It's also like sci fi mm. fantasy often ha- happen to be on the shelves next to each other. Right? Yeah. So yeah. even thematically, it works like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, I'm coming in way later, right? So I never got that yeah, effect. I'm here. And mm. I just remember, uh, I just remember Seven Sun being the hardest to get into. And that's why it's my favorite now, you know, out of the classics, yeah. which are the yeah. ones I think viable to be favorites anyway, really. I mean, some people have later ones, but uh, no, it's the 80s. That's the, that's the, 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 your favorite should be from that era, I think. Well, I don't know if it should. That's, I mean, if you got, I think that's very, uh, very right. of course, it's subjective. Everything is subjective. But for me, it makes no sense to pick anything not from the 80s. Well, that's because, I mean, I mean, it's like, your favorite. It makes right. no sense. Yeah. Different, another day for another discussion. Uh, yeah, we'll do that another time. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was harder to get into anyway than the other yeah. 80s albums. And that's why yeah. I love it so much. You know, it's going to be my favorite probably yeah. forever. Well, because you you know what? I think I'm, I'm in the same boat is because it takes, it's not as an immediate grab. And so if you give it more time, it takes more time to set in. And then when it does set in, you've given it so much time to really get all the different dynamics and all the different things that makes it unique and makes it more of a sustainable listen, Mm -hmm. I guess, possibly, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, like I would feel like if I were going to, like if I were going to listen to an Iron Maiden record in that era or of that era, that I was going to be, that I could maybe snag something that I've missed, you know, like the hundred other times prior, I would go to Seven Sun before I went to like the debut, you know? Mm. And I think that, that, mm. that, you know, I think that's what makes that album, Seven Sun, uh, more of, 
I don't want to say more of a classic because that 80 to 88 again is, is really bulletproof from, from start to start yep. to finish. But like, I feel like that's a record you can go back to and maybe, Oh fuck, I didn't catch that. Yeah. You know, it has that, yeah. has that. Cause they're a band. Yeah, there's, in, there's a in, lot of depth that's on that. at the apex. Yeah. They're a band at the apex at that point, essentially. Yep, yep. So, I mean, really mm. there's, it's full of treats. That's the thing you mentioned yeah. it. Like, uh, two things then first hard to get into. So that's a reward in itself, you know, mm-hmm. the struggle to get in there. And then once you get in, so rewarding, mm-hmm. full of treats. Yeah. This album, this song yeah. is a great example of that. Those little licks, bruises, black metal scream. There's, there's so much in it for the listener. I think there's, there's a lot of like it's. You get a lot for it's a bang for the back album. Seven Sun is opening the fridge and finding the last beer that you thought wasn't in yep. there over and over and over again. <laughs> a bit of pastrami to go with that. Ah, uh, fuck! I'm all out of beer, but I don't want to leave the house. And you open the fridge and you find that beer in the back. Every time yeah. that's seven standing sun. alongside those icebergs, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's seven sun mm. every time. Uh, yeah, I like, I like the analogy. Finding the missing beer. Let's do the recent rotation, starting with Greg this time. There's been a couple of records I've been jamming out. Um, uh, fuck. I gave Jonathan the list, anticipating I was going to get overrun by children before we got to this point. So now I'm just trying to remember. I think one of them was uh, the new album by a band called Stormkeep, mm-hmm. uh, Tales of Tales of Other Time. Um, it's kind of a vibe of... Uh, 96, 97 era Emperor. Um, yep. Great stuff. An American band and a rare example of an American band getting that sound right. Couple is uh, Headhunter by Crocus, classic, uh, oh, eat classic. The rich. That's right, yeah. classic rocket shit and uh, power voice. I'll tell you what, and I'll throw in an extra one this week just because you're here, Ben, and I and I did listen to it yesterday. Um, I had uh, uh, Assault and Battery by Rose Tattoo. <laughs> So I listened to a demo this last week too by an American uh, grindcore, grimy death metal band called uh, Necropsy Odor. Uh, Tales from the Tepid Cavity is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so it's so brutal. It's so heavy. It's just one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, like oh my god! If you can't under yeah. if you I mean if you if you don't want to listen to it. You could basically imagine it in your head just by hearing the name of the band mm. and the and the demo title. But yeah, those have been the uh, the four things that have been uh, uh, cranking my yank in the past week or <laughs> or so. Yeah, for sure. That stuff is a uh, yeah. Stormkeep are part of a trend that I see and I really like seeing mm-hmm. with the 
these American bands coming in and they get this sound of, of 90s Europe better than European bands today. Well, it took us a long time. A lot of us tried to do that for years and could not successfully recreate the sound. And I feel like it only took Americans maybe 20 to 25 years to really be able to kind of uh, to really be able to grasp that sound and, and recreate it uh, faithfully to uh, to the highest and quality. Add something to it we're, as we're well. New. You know. we're, we're, we tried yeah. so long to emulate and and put and produce of a caliber as high or close to it and in the last five ten years we've really started to to put out stuff that i feel like that can be enjoyed emulate is a bit of a modest word i think it's right. emulated in the, in its roots but mm-hmm. uh, maybe something that was good of those 20 years passing is that it's also something added yes no that is true it is something yeah. added i just think that um you know american bands we've we've been behind in in Getting a lot of the uh, the nuance of a lot of the European stuff, especially as far as extreme metal is concerned, we've got a lot of the stuff yeah. that's. I mean, it's very easy just to to slap an an HM two pedal onto everything and just <laughs> you know make it sound like entombed or dismember or whatever. We've been really good at that, and it's, you know, and we've gotten a lot of the more obvious things, you know. But I think some of the nuances, you know, again, took us a couple of decades, but we started to pick up on it. <laughs> and uh, this slow is, and steady, yeah. slow and slow steady. And steady. Well, I don't know if we'll ever win the race. There's a lot of, but slow and slow and steady joins the race, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So I, I thought yeah. we we're going to, to avoid stress. We can let you off the hook. Yes. Since the critters are coming up. They're, they're emerging from, from their respective uh, holes. You know, always a pleasure to have you on, and I, yeah, I would say I'm amazed at how many times we've been able to do a tricontinental podcast. It's fucking know, it's, awesome! Uh, yeah, it yeah, it's really awesome. It and uh, you, you go and getting up at 5 a.m. willingly, you know, multiple times. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, if, if it's you know, it's like that old saying: if you do something you love, you don't work a day in your life. And there you if, go. And, and if uh, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm getting up to talk. Uh, Iron Maiden or heavy metal or rock and roll with the lads at five o'clock in the morning, you know, across the world. I mean, we shrunk the world down to a computer screen. That's pretty fucking cool as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We're working on maybe doing something with uh, uh, four continents at some point. Four continents. The quadra continental could happen. All right. But we'll also obviously do this again because this is delightful. Yes, absolutely. Have a good one, Greg. Yes, you as well, Mm -hmm. gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Take it easy, dude. Henrik, excellent to meet you. You too. Good episode, gentlemen. All right, catch y'all later. See you soon, man. Peace. I'm next up then. You are. Or, yeah. Well, it's really interesting since we just recorded an episode a few days ago and I had to quickly come up with what I've been listening to. But actually last night I sort of fell fell into rediscover. I'm not going to say rediscovering, but listening again to a band that I really love dearly. And it's not going <laughs> to... They're usually representing, you know, the the wrong end of the stick when it comes to maiden and metal and stuff. But it's faith no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and I think I, I think they're fantastic. And yes, they it was one of those things when I was in the totally right frame when I saw it. When I, I, I think I got a recommendation on YouTube or something like that, and listened to it and just kept kept on listening because it's it's so fun. It's fabulous. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked. I think I mentioned them off record last time because we sat uh, sat in for another hour or so, but uh, maybe yeah. I didn't. But we mentioned Alice in Chains and normally I would mention them in the same context of a, an amazing 90s uh, heavy rock band. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. And maybe even more than that. And I think yeah, Ben, you like them too, right? Oh yeah. Like really I can't speak to sort of the later stuff, but you know, up to King for a Day, like that yeah. Angel Dust King for a Day real thing like yes it's just some killer stuff on that it's really cool and it's open-minded you know yeah, yeah they're I mean, not they're not shying away from doing it almost like a disney-like melody in mm. uh, from out of nowhere 
I'm in it here. And I'm in it there. No, no, no. And it's just like, how could that work? But it does. But it does. But they have a killer vocalist as well. Yeah. 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 And and the confidence to do it. Like they, they, they own whatever they do, you know? Yeah. You don't hear them striving. You know, it's like they just hit the bullseye. Conviction, confidence, all of it. Mm. Which out any album in particular? But it wasn't. It wasn't any album. It was just Faith No More in general. But um, if it, if it's albums, I'm going to go with what the ones you said, Ben. It's going to be you know Real Thing, Angel Dust, King for a Day, and Album of the Year actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, that it's a good record. in the grave we st- I used to play it in a cover band it was awesome that's a fun song but what was the name of the of your Faith No More cover band no no, no that was just in a reg- that was just in a regular like top 40 cover band but back when it was all when it, when the alternative thing was you know it was like 1997 or something so we're doing Soundgarden mm. Alice in Chains and you could get away with playing that yeah uh, no I haven't so it's weird because I um uh, happened to sort of slip into uh, a weird to Alice in Chains uh, period again. I haven't, listened, I haven't had one yeah. of those in a while. So I've been, it's been uh, first and foremost Dirt and then the self titled one that came you know, after that. Mm. But also some of the later stuff because I think that, um, especially in a band when you have a singer that passed away, a lot of times, you know, that the, that the person who passed away will get credited with a lot of like, oh, you know, he was sort of the band. But if you listen to the stuff and Jerry Cantrell's solo stuff, I think. What makes up what is Alice in Chains is it, it's him. I mean, if you listen to the new yeah. stuff, it still sounds like it. It still mm. sounds like it's supposed to. Uh, you know, obviously I prefer Lane to the to the new guy, but I still think that you know the, he's it, they're still very much you know. Black Alice gives way to blue was excellent. Mm. Like it's an excellent record. Mm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm. Like the production yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah, huge sounding record. Uh, I think Duval is as good a singer as um, as uh, Lane Staley, but uh, less of a legend, you know, obviously. Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, you're right, uh, right there. Eric is really Jerry's band, and you you hear him a lot. But maybe well, just a tad bit of extra magic when Lane was in the band. But Black Gives Way to Blue is amazing. He, uh, to me, he was grunge's Bon Scott. Like he was the guy that he could he could belt it out, and he had the, but he had this amazing grit and tone. And he, you could tell yeah. he was, you could tell that guy was really wounded, you know, like. Yes. And, and yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cobain in almost a similar sort of way, but um, he had less of that sort of what I'd call the Bon Scott belty sort of voice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but. And Lane was Lane. friendlier in interviews. He was cooler in interviews, giving like, more credit I, to other, other musicians and stuff. I like Kurt. I've grown to like Kurt. He's a bit of a smart ass. Uh, I've, I've which, grown to like him even less. I just did a quick look here and it's, it's, it's weird because, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to do another album at some point. You know, Cantrell just released a solo album this past, uh, last year, which is, was very good. Yes. But n- now they've done, they've done the same amount of albums with Duval as they did with Lane. Yeah. yeah. They've done yeah. three, they've done, they're, they're up at three uh, with, um, with him and they, that's how much they did. That's, that's how much they had time to do with Lane. And I, um, I really noticed the, the success of the reunion, you can call it, or uh, Mark II, when uh, I saw them, I got to see them early as well, which was uh, great, in a festival here in Sweden, because oh, wow. they did that. And then they were sort of on the lower part of the bill, you know, where the band names are kind of small. Yeah. Two years later, three years later, top of the bill was killed at the yeah. biggest festival in Scandinavia. So that's mm. success, you know. They really made it again. But I would like mm-hmm. to also point out, uh, if you take... Uh, uh, if anyone at home, or even you, if you guys either, I haven't heard, haven't listened to uh, one of uh, Jerry's uh, his second solo album, Degradation uh, Trip. It's really good. It's like it's the best album Alice in Chains never made because it's it's what you probably would have been on that Alice in Chains. You can really hear, even if he's not on there, you can almost hear like certain bits that sound like Lane's on them, but he wasn't obviously because that was around the same time he died, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a really great album. So yeah. <laughs>
Mr. Webster. Yes, sir. Um, I've been listening to a, f- a Melbourne band called Between You and Me, who are like you would call in the pop <laughs> the pop punk emos type thing. They put out an album last year, but it sounds like there was a band in the nineties called The Marvelous Three, Butch Walker. And if anyone knows him, it sounds like a, almost like the next Marvelous Three record. They've really gone for this sort of rockier sort of thing. I've been listening to that. That album's called Armageddon. The band is called Between You and Me. That and the new Billy Talent record that has just come out. I think it's called. Um, mm. uh, and the, the just the production is just unreal. Guitars are huge. Uh, what's it called? Crisis of Faith. I've been listening to that a fair bit uh, recently. And as always, my friends over there, Eric uh, Gromwell and Jonah put out a power metal band called New Horizon and they've got their last single, which is called Stronger Than Steel. It's and it's good, you know. It's very melodic. Mm. It's super punchy, and but the last, it's got the, it's got this full on balls to the wall type riff, and then it goes into this double kick power metal chorus, and the solo is amazing, of course. But yeah, so that New Horizon that band's called. So right Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, I've been working on some discographies lately, so I don't have much new to add. Uh, Now with Marillion, I'm up to the third album. I was on this first album last time I mentioned Marillion because I sort of discovered them now. I thought they were way too cheesy when I was younger, but uh, now it's no problem with that. So I'm working through their discography, at least the fish years. And I'm not working through Ozzy Sabbath because I know it by heart, but I'm listening to it again. The new requirements on on vinyl. So that's it actually, keeping that a bit short today. Mm. Cool, cool. Uh, I would add also that uh, we have a, a Gmail, madeinazypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram, madeinazypod. Uh, Twitter, the same. Madeinazypod yeah. is the handle. And uh, on Facebook, there's a group, Made to see Friends of the Beast. Indeed. You can join there. And, uh, so check those out. I have no clue what's in store for next week because we're sort of banking, but I imagine it's going to be something fun. Yep. Thank you, listener. Nicely done. Staying with us for Infinite Dreams. And uh, we have a tagline that we do at the end of the episode. So, oh, yeah. Ben, can you do the first generic part and I'll finish it off? The first? The old tagline. Maiden's own tagline. Up the irons. <laughs> and skull from the north. <laughs> yeah. It's getting late. Yeah.
to hear the missed drum beat. Does he miss it or is it sort of like very subdued? What a what a great what a great like catch that is. Like I never I never even I never thought of that. I never even caught that. So Henrik, that's that's a key that ear right there. I never even noticed guess, that. Mm. Henry calls hey, it a condition. That's, yeah. that's I Sweden. Think condition. <laughs> I think it's a condition, definitely. Everyone in Sweden knows it. Everyone in Sweden knows that drum beat was missed. No one else around the world does. No. Yeah. You, you learn it. You're like you, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you learn it in like when you're six years old. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Ridiculous. I really want that to be true. I really want that to be a thing that only people in Sweden know. Go, go there. <laughs> And see any average band that's mm. 47 <laughs> miles beyond where you thought you were. It's a fuck. Well, still hearing you, by the way. Every time I leave the screen, I hear you. Yeah. I, I like that sort of thing you got behind where, where cause we, uh, you guys obviously listening can't see this, but he has sort of like a, a kind of like a, a wall behind. Like It, it looks like you're going to go do like a costume change, but that's not what's going on. Um, <laughs> 